You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. I'm Kate Reinders, and this is The Fabulous Invalid. Welcome to The Fabulous Invalid, a Broadway-centric podcast where we take an in-depth look at the theater through interviews with actors, writers, directors, designers, and everyone in between. I'm Jamie Dumont, recovering Broadway marketer, personal chef, and event planner. I'm Rob Russo, writer and theater critic with Stage Left at NYC. And I'm Jennifer Samard, currently appearing on Broadway in Mean Girls. Yay. Hi. Hello. Hello. Another day, another dollar. Yeah. One dollar. Just, just one. Just one. <laughs> we a, get. Single, a single dollar. A dollar. Well, today we have a fun show. We have Kate Reinders yes. joining yeah. us. I'm looking forward to the chatting lovely, with her. The lovely, the charming. You know, I have yeah. to say, I'm. Uh, first of all, I've been pronouncing her name incorrectly all these years. Same. I've been saying Renders, Same. Um, which uh, I no longer will do. And I have seen many, many, many productions of Gypsy because it's one of those shows that gets revived every four or five years um, in pre- pretty much every country in America, <laughs> I mean, in the world. Um, she was, without a doubt, the single best June I've ever seen. Did you see that production? Did I we? did. You, no, actually, no, I did not. No, sorry. I'm confusing the, my gypsies. Right, because she was in the Bernadette <laughs> It was the Bernadette Peters. Yeah, the, yeah, she was. Um, um, so it was yeah. Bernadette Peters and uh, um, Tammy Blanchard, was mm-hmm. was uh, Louise, and she was June, and yeah. she was fantastic. She's great, really special. Agreed. She, a real standout. So this is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, but before Kate joins us, yes. what's going on? Well, um, you know, we haven't really the three of us sat together in a, in a bit. Um, but I thought a fun, interesting, controversial, perhaps topic that I'd especially love Jennifer's uh, insight on um, is this ongoing conversation about theater etiquette. Um, Jeremy O'Harris, the playwright of Slave Play, um, was quite vocal on Twitter and started a whole conversation about um, the way in which Broadway's sort of culture, audience culture, um, can be or can seem uh, sort of uh, oppressive or exclusionary to certain theater goers. and uh, the backstory behind that is that he got some flack when he said that he was texting with Rihanna when she came to see Slave Play. And she's sort of like the spiritual inspiration of the play. Those are his words, not mine. Um, and so people were like, well, wait a second. You were, you were texting during a show? Um, and it raised this, this interesting conversation that was happening, at least in the Twitter sphere, uh, and certainly a conversation that I think, you know, I know we've had for sure before just about audience etiquette in general. Um, and you know, sort of what the rules are and who makes the rules, because um, that in and of itself is an interesting dimension of all of this. I have to say um, that there's probably not a single performance I go to, and I'm at the theater four to five nights a week. You're performing eight times a week, so you can probably shed light on this as well, where a phone doesn't ring, right? And it's like, that is obviously different from someone texting in a seat. Um, but there are so many interesting dimensions to this in terms of phones going off, people texting, people checking, whatever, being on social media during a show, um, and talking, right? And then there's the whole candy wrapper mm-hmm. uh, controversy, which never which will goes never away. go away. That'll never there, there, go away. As long as there right? will be old and the people. ice in the cups, yeah. you know. I mean, well, that's so. Those are all different, you know pain points, I guess, of mm-hmm. sort of the audience experience that I think are each unique and each different. And 
um, each have their are worthy of their own kind of conversation. The ice in the cup is a solvable problem. Don't have ice in cups. Don't have ice in cups. <laughs> that's, that's and some the theaters and some theaters slash some producers right. don't As a allow Correct. ice in the cups in, in their shows. So yeah. that's a that's a solvable yeah. easy fix. Yeah. Right. The candy wrapper thing. Mm-hmm. As long as there are old people and I'm headed in that direction faster <laughs> yes. than anyone in this room, there will be um, candy wrappers. Candy wrappers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, although Amanda Duarte in that piece she did for Time Out New York yeah. a year or so ago, it was like her rules of the road. She said that all uh, food brought into a theater should be wrapped in raw silk. Yeah, to avoid <laughs> any sort of yeah. sound, which I would support. I would, I would support that. I would like to see Amanda bring some food and raw silk. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have to ask her to do that. But do you find that, Jennifer, when you're on stage? Do you, yes. do you see and hear things from Oh, the of course. We yeah. see everything. Right. You hear everything. Um, look, these are soft rules. I think ma- it's basic manners and mm-hmm. common sense, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say these are hard and fast rules. There's, we're, not the, we're not the cell phone police or the candy <laughs> police. But... Um, Common sense does come into play, right? And um, one thing I'd like to say about etiquette, and especially in the balcony, I'm very annoyed with people who, as an audience goer, sit on the edge of their seat and lean forward. And what you're doing when you do that is you're preventing the person from behind behind you from being able to see the stage. You really must sit back in your seat, and it's ruining it for the person behind you. I can't say it's so. It's so. it's so um, selfish. selfish. It's yeah. so yeah. selfish. Yeah. It's so it's so unaware. It's like the as we approach winter, um, this is the oh, thing that yes. drives me <laughs> nuts. Is when people throw their coat over the back of their seat, and then I've got somebody's you know half their coat in my lap. Right. And yeah. it and I and I like to think that most times people just aren't aware. Right. They don't. They throw their coat over and they're not aware of it. But I will, I will point it out to people. I will say, you know, do you mind? your coat and nine times out of 10 they get really pissed Mm -hmm. like why why should i have to have your coat in my lap because you don't (laughs) want to put it on your like yeah no i've got my lap i've got my coat on my lap you know i don't need yours too no Uh, one's a villain in their own story and it's so funny how people just um are rude and they don't and they don't exercise good manners people are garbage is is the truth (laughs) i have a question though jennifer when you're on stage all the the cell phone lights in the audience is that distracting to you as an actor or do you yes it is oh yes i mean it's look our eyes we have spotlights in our eyes and then all of a sudden you see this glowing screen you can see when you're being filmed we report people every night this whole conversation Start. I mean, I think this is going to be something we talk about again and yes. again because oh, yeah. the theater it's etiquette a thing perennial is a huge, topic. Yeah. yeah, it's a huge part of 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 the theater going experience. But this, you, Rob, you brought this conversation up because of a specific incident that happened sure, at Slave yeah. Play, which yeah. was which you referenced earlier, which was Jeremy Har- Jeremy O'Harris was texting with Rihanna mm-hmm. during a performance of his play. Yeah. The big argument was that Jeremy O'Harris was saying this is a new age in theater, right? And right. this is a new way of, of, of experiencing a show. And if I'm going to text with a friend of mine, I'm going to. Right. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, that was essentially that was his argument. Correct. Yeah, and and that yeah, and, and there's I, I think it's it's a part of a larger argument, which is that if we want live theater and commercial theater to continue being something that people want to spend their money on, then maybe we need to rethink uh, how welcoming and how the the atmosphere is for people who, you know, perhaps uh, are 
newer to the theater or don't have a background in the theater? Well, or, you know, we have an announcement know. at the top of the show asking you to turn your cell phone off. Yeah. So that's pretty clear. Oh, yeah. And it's two and a half hours. The beauty of it is it's two and a half hours where it's only these human beings in this shared space. It's archaic. It's the way it's <laughs> always been done. And that's the beauty of it. It's not supposed to be filled with, well, other than the modern technology that you see on the stage, right, it's supposed right. to be a precious moment in time shared only by the human beings in the in that room. Yeah. And that's part of the art form. That's mm -hmm. part of the art form. You know, and about that argument of, you know, okay, we're older or, you know, there's new technology coming up. I'm all for not being a Luddite. Absolutely. You have to change with the times and, and, um, and, uh, you know, young people have the best ideas most of the time. It's like, it's like, like, I want that energy in my yeah. life. At the same time, you know, when smoking was a new thing, everyone thought that was the greatest idea. <laughs> and it turns out it wasn't. You know, like, it's not just because we have, the, what's that line from Jurassic Park? Is it, yeah, but you never, you were so, you were so busy trying to figure out if you could, you never stopped to figure out if you should or right. something like yeah. that. You know, yeah. it's like, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Right. There's a time and a place. And I'm, I have to say, I, I am, I am very much mournful of um, a lack of man there, of manners. I'm mournful of, you know, the fact that there aren't as many people, I think, exercising just common sense and manners. It's just, it's just, pretty, well, it's pretty basic. I mean, what is wrong with people? <laughs> and that's what you said earlier. And then at, at, at the root of all of this, I think, is the idea that you touched on, which is people being in their own world and just not thinking about the fact other that people. they're in a public space with other people. How does my behavior affect other people? Correct, correct. And that's exactly it. If, you know, if if you take out your phone to check the time or whatever, or you have an emergency and you get up and you leave, like, okay, fine. But if you're sitting there scrolling through Twitter while watching Mean Girls, I mean, that's, it's distracting and it's rude. This is where I fall. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we are in We're violent, violent agreement on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, All right. This isn't going to get any better no, no, anytime no. soon, and it, it and hopefully doesn't get any worse. And I think um, we will certainly talk about this again yeah. in the future. But for now, I think we should talk to Kate Reinders. Let's do yeah. it. Today, we are delighted to be joined by Kate Reinders, who has starred on Broadway as Glinda in Wicked and in Beautiful, Something Rotten, and the 2003 revival of Gypsy with my friend Bernadette Peters. Kate can currently be seen on the hit Disney television show, High School Musical, the Musical, the series. Kate, welcome to the fabulous invalid. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for we coming so down. I'm so happy that are you're you here, kidding? girl. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. So you're in the middle of a sort of a press junket for your big project you have coming up. Yeah. Our Actually, I think by the time this airs, it will have it will have premiered and will be out in the world for everyone to love. And that is, um, you're playing Miss Jen in the new High School Musical, the series. It's actually High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, sorry to correct you, but you know it's, it's important. It's important, and there are also colons in there, silent colons. How many colons? My colon is silent, but please explain. <laughs> this is a High musical. Show. Yeah. The musical, the series. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's not about a hospital. It's very meta. 
It is very meta. Yeah, it's probably the most meta thing on TV. It's, when it comes it's extremely out. meta, but that's because Tim Federley is smart. That well, he is. You're and smart. handsome, but you're smart. You're so talented. And I have to tell you this, and I was waiting to tell you this while we were recording, because I know we have a lot of young women out there who aspire to do what we do for a living. Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't mean to embarrass you, but I want to tell you that I auditioned for Miss Jen. I did a self-tape for this, and I did obviously didn't get it. And when I found out you got it, I was so excited excited that it was someone I knew and respected and I just want I want people to know those kinds of things because there's plenty of work to go around and you really have to root for women supporting women you have to be there for one another and Absolutely. lift each other up and, and we were bravo just, you we, bravo thank, you thank yeah. you and we and my friends and I say too at this point we've all been around for so long and yeah. we know each other and you show up at an audition and we call it the usual suspects but normally it everyone is you've seen their work, you know they're amazing, and I actually always just feel so lucky to be in the room with those people, and you are one of those people, <laughs> top of that list of awesomeness. Thanks, girl. Yeah. We did, um, people don't know us, we did a reading of Mean Girls together, Kate and I, in June of 2016. Mm -hmm. They hadn't even finished Act 2. They had not. <laughs> and uh, You were Karen. I, <laughs> and surprise, I was too old. <laughs> but I am playing yeah. the old and teacher I was now. So. And I was adult yeah. woman, and surprise, I'm not too old. Wait, that was the name of the character, adult woman? No, no it was, but it, it she was, that, she they was kind of call is. that the track now yes. because it's shorter. AW. But see, you is were busy, shorter for you were busy doing Hello Dolly, right? That's why well, you had to pause. I didn't know how fast it was going to fast track, yeah. but I don't want to take anything away from no, no. Carrie because they might have gone. They might have gone with her anyway. I just saw so. her in Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. she's always awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think everyone has an idea of what High School Musical is, and not everyone knows High School Musical the musical. Uh, but can you share with us the concept behind High School Musical, the musical, the series? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, well, and also just to, to go back one colon, High School Musical, <laughs> the musical, is actually because uh, about a decade or more yeah. ago, <clears throat> when I was Glinda, <laughs> so yes, more than a decade ago, um, they were turning the movies into the stage version, mm -hmm. which is High School Musical, colon, the musical. So um, in our show... We are putting on the stage version at the high school where they shot High School Musical, the movie. In real life. I mean, the actual high school. Not like we're pretending it's our... I mean, it's actually the high school in Salt Lake City where they shot all the movies. And, and that is... That is part of the series. And, and whether that's part of the story is that. Yes. I Did I not explain it well? I'm sorry. No, I probably no. didn't. I confused <laughs> myself. But yes. So we are the actual high school in Salt Lake City where they shot the movie. I am the new drama teacher there, the star of the show. <laughs> and I'm not at all. I'm kidding. And, um, and the kids, the drama club, we are putting on High School Musical as our fall musical. Got it. Got it? Got it. So it has been left open, and now that we have a season two, to do other musicals as well. But we will always be in the high school uh, okay. where they shot the movie. I see. So we have that amazing cafeteria. It's yeah. real. We have the theater. We have Sharpay's Pink Locker. You know, we have all the things. <laughs> so I have to confess, I had never seen High School Musical, the movie, until about two days ago. 
I, I missed it. Did you it do hard research? I, you I, research I, serious. I, I dig deep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it just. And you like, loved it. Are I, you good at time right now? I, <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. They were all very young. I was so surprised at how young all those actors looked. Because I didn't realize that it was 2006. That was, you know, a couple of years ago. That's and, what I'm saying. You know, now Zach Efron has gone on to be, they've all, they've all gone on to be big stars. Huge stars. And it was so interesting to me to see how they were just babies when they shot this before it became this big juggernaut. Yeah. That was the thing. And, and yes, it's it adorable. Was like and it was like introducing these huge, like, movie stars. Yeah. But it was when they were being in, yeah, being yeah. introduced. He still to the world. He, he didn't even have his Hollywood teeth yet. He still had his original teeth. <laughs> you always use that and line. They were still your Hollywood good. teeth. Well, it's true. Yeah. It, it it it's so funny how young every and I didn't realize Alison Reed was in it. She yes. plays the teacher. She plays Ms. the teacher. Dunbar or I, Darvis. 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 Wow, and you she, really know it. Yeah. No. Well, um, I. I looked. I looked her up too. What was she? Marilyn Monroe or something on Broadway? What was she in? She, she was in Marilyn. Yes. Right? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. American Fable. And she's in the Queen And now, just to bring this full circle, or sort of, to us talking about our best friends in the world who are actresses on Broadway, Sarah Litzinger was in Marilyn oh and American Fable when she was. <laughs> she'll kill me because I don't know. I don't know if she was eleven or if she was. She was also an Oliver. With Oliver. I mean, she was in yeah. so many wow. things. As oh my know. god. Yeah. I, like I don't know that. which came first. She was also Sally Bowles in that 87 re- revival of Cabaret. And she's Cassie in the film of and Course Cassie, Line. Of course, yeah. Oh, Mrs. Darvis. Yes. Not you, we're not. She was seven years old. She was Sally Bowles. It's all connected somehow. Like That's it's really, It's really interesting how, how what a small... Yeah. world it really is. What's funny Broadway, that's what's funny. Broadway is high school, I always say. And now I'm doing high school. Yeah, bringing Broadway to yeah. I'm I'm still the nerd in high school. At, oh, me too. On, on the Broadway community. You're I'm in high school the, every night. Nerd. I'm in high school every night. Yeah. That's all right. I'm the nerd. It's okay. You're not the nerd. I no, think I like, like being a no, nerd. No, I think you're like the badass boss in your high school. You're yeah. an adult woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. You are an adult <laughs> woman. Guys, you're right. You know what? I'm glad we're interviewing me today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yes. Uh, what do you, What else do you want to know about the was well, that clear t- about what we're doing? Yes. Right? Yeah, now really I understand. Cool I didn't, I, so it, it almost sounds it's not like a reality television show, but it sounds like it's, it, it's, it dips in that world a little yes. bit. Yes. So that's also the thing. So it is, um, I, Tim, I apologize if I'm saying it wrong, but I think it's always like, it's like if, um, if Arrested Development and Parks and Recreation and Glee had a baby sort of <laughs> type thing is what people say. So we do have the the very like... We, um, mockumentary you know, like style. Mockumentary, yeah. but like you're peeking in, you're watching our real lives. And then, yes, we do talk to the camera. So the audience is sort of, you know, another character or like our our best friend that we're telling the truth wow. to. Well, I love the, the, the setup for it and doing High School Musical as the first season, right? And yeah. then you can go from there and do anything, right? Absolutely. I mean, the catalog is, is endless. Yeah. Well, I know. I mean, if we even just stay Disney, we right. can do anything, anything, <laughs> exactly. any, ever. But And I kind of feel like they will let Tim do whatever his brain can come up with, which yeah. who knows it's what a good that brain. Yeah. It's a great brain. <laughs> That's a fun little thing to think about, though. What, Kate? He what, knows, but what, he won't tell us. Well, no, no, no. I, no, <laughs> and, and, I, and I respect that. I, I actually should also say I know Tim Federley quite well. So if I've known, him, I've known him a long get it time. Out of him. I tried to see if he'd come and surprise you today. But, but it, he's it, working it, really hard he's in working L.A. He's working really hard, yes. Yeah. 
Now, the fun thing I think is, what would you choose as the musical to do next season? As the drama teacher. Yeah, as the drama teacher. No, yeah, I, I've, I've been asked this and I've thought about it. And this is the thing. All our kids are so talented that we could do anything. Um, but I was saying we should do Gypsy and I should play Mama Rose. <laughs> there it oh, is. Oh, for I mean, sure. For I mean, sure. just... You know, just throwing some student down the stairs so I can get on stage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know what he's going to pick. Um, you know, they're always the goodies, like, into the woods. Everybody has good shining moments and opportunities. And and I also like You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, for the fun parts. But I don't know. And honestly, like, I don't know what these kids would want to do. They're way cooler than me. They'd probably be like... Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. But what are the shows that kids do in high school? Like when, yeah, when I was family. younger. No, I know. We did. It was I Oklahoma did. Oklahoma, and it was yes, that. We did. We, yes, we did. Sound of Music. Yeah. yeah. But what are the shows kids are doing now? Well, my, Does anyone know? Two of my best friends. Well, sorry. Uh, they teach. They teach down at um, down Lynchburg, Virginia, at Jefferson Forest High School. Uh-huh. In fact, Faith Prince babysat my friend oh. when he was a kid. Okay. Anyway, they just did Disaster. Oh really? Just, like, he, yeah. No, that's so, what I'm saying. Wow. I think they do the they do the current. Yeah. Last four year catalog. Yeah, and yeah, I think, I, you know, don't they do Adam's Family a lot? Say, yeah. That's the Adam's like a Family big has one. been the number one high school musical uh-huh. for the past couple of years. Uh, and before that, Beauty and the Beast is actually really, oh. really popular. A lot of high school students. Because you want shows with big casts, lots yeah. of women. I mean, honestly, of, I want to do them all. What can yeah. I say? Lots of characters. Yeah. So everyone can have a Well, role. hopefully your show will run for a very long time and you can get through all of the, the popular. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing a, a drama teacher. I'm curious to know if there are any drama teachers in your own life that you've sort of channeled as inspiration oh. for this part. Um, you know, I have had many wonderful teachers who have helped me along the way. Um, but when I went to high school I went to this little Christian school and we didn't have a drama program so our choir director directed the musical and I was in like the small choir with him but he also was the music teacher when I was in elementary school so I knew him my whole childhood um love him so much and yeah sure enough like he's the only person in the world who would cast me as Reno Sweeney (laughs) when I was a sophomore and I was probably like 90 pounds no boobs Definitely could not walk in heels. And that is what makes a tasty skank. That's what I always say. That is what makes a tasty <laughs> skank. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Christian school, no boobs forever. Well, I was going to save <laughs> this for a second, for a little bit later. Yeah, no. But since you've gone there, mm-hmm. what is happening with tasty skank? Where are they now? Okay, well, Sarah Litzinger... Of Marilyn, of the American, American Fable, Fable fame. And Oliver. <laughs> and Oliver. Um... And, Not Sally Bowles. And Broadway's longest running Belle in Beauty and the Beast, if we're just going to go ahead. Uh, <laughs> she and I are best friends, and we made up this band of um, us making up songs that made us laugh when in, way, in 2006. And um, actually, I was Glinda. She was Belle at the time. <laughs> and so um, we wanted to, I guess, not be Broadway princesses. So instead, we decided to be Tasty Skank, and we wrote a bunch of songs that sound really pretty, that are really dirty, and um, we went to the Aspen Comedy Festival. We won the Breakout Award. That means you're really good, not that something's going wrong. And um, and then we had a development deal with Sony, but then it was the writer's strike, and actually, we pitched our show around, and people told us, you're, you're too female. Our demographic is more male. Like, it wasn't time for women to be funny yet. And it wasn't time for women to be, like, dirty and wrong and funny, which now is, like, 
no now big deal time. at all. Yeah. I mean, it's even pastime. I mean, Amy Schumer has been doing it for, you know, Fleabag. I mean, yes. So Andrea Savage. I, Do you know Andrea Savage? Yes. But so, yeah, so Sarah and I were ahead of our time. Yes, um, you were. But we... So yeah, so we did that then, but now we sort of do like a show once a year when we can, and in a way it might be funnier because it used to be about how we were like wrong and slutty and <laughs> and a little bit sad, but now it's we're very sad and old and um, and wish we could be sluttier and um, and we have we open our show now like with a rap that's called Smoke and Mirrors. And it's, it's been a few years, so let us be frank. We're a little less tasty, a little more skank. <laughs> and, and then we're like, smoke and mirrors. Turn the lights down. Turn the lights down now. <laughs> um, but so I th we think it's almost funnier. But um, yeah, we just we really do it for fun now. And what does tasty skank have against mustard? We don't like it. Okay. That's just, that's it? I mean, it's maybe, Sarah feels more passionately about it. Um, but, you know, we would prefer like a special sauce. Like a Thousand Island or like a ketchup mayonnaise mix. This is like a nice sriracha. This is from this is from our original <laughs> song, our very first, first. song called mm -hmm. In and Out, mm -hmm. which is about In and Out Burger. Right, which you clearly get animal style. I would I would imagine. Um, she does. I get regular, but then I like to get the extra special sauce to dip my fries in. Ah, like a sriracha mayo situation. No, it's. Yeah. I think it's just Thousand Island. It's, it's, it's like a watered. It's like a watered down it Thousand Island. Yeah, they, yeah. Thousand it's Island. it's, it's yeah. Thousand Island basically. I think without so, like all the bits in yeah. it. Yeah. No, the bits are in it. Oh, they are. <laughs> yeah, the relishy bits. Oh, see, I don't. Like I love that. the bits. Yeah. Well, speaking right. of relishy bits, we yes. all relished. You in Gypsy in 2003. How was that, you guys? Yeah, that was, was a really good transition. transition. Thank and you. Also, I mean, it was yesterday, you guys. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> um, but you, oh. but you brought up the brilliant idea of you playing Mama Rose, which oh, would yeah. be great, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> now, um, so you worked with Bernadette Peters, and I've had the pleasure of working with her. And I think and last year we both picked her for that Broadway. We had to like, who's your Broadway idol? And we both chose her. Yeah. Right? Why and did you? What? Why did you say her? Oh well, I'm. I mean, the whole I list, mean, right? Forget it. They were first like, of all, it was can the you make first, the video no, the less first, than five hours? Exactly. No, it was the first Broadway musical I saw with my mother, it was Into the Woods. And <gasps> I think, too, as a child, you look up to people who, with whom you're in the same world. And, mm -hmm. it, and I thought, oh, I want to be like her because I could. I could see that, you know, a little bit in myself, yeah. you know. And so I, was, I listened to everything, I watched everything. And then, of course, when I got to work with her, um, She's the most generous person I've ever worked That's with. That's the I, thing. I, when I left the show, I, I, she, she got me a bracelet from Tiffany's. I'm like, oh my, are we getting married? I love you. Yes. 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 yes I yes, will yes. marry. I will marry you. <laughs> yes. You know. So, no, I know. I mean, that's, um, but I'm, what's your favorite? What's your favorite Bernadette story? No, I'm have, with you there too. Yeah. Is that I, of course? Yes, I'm a fan. Well, how could you not be? Um, she was. I was more like she was Lily St. Regis. You know. Yeah. From the hotel, that I yeah, feel. like the <laughs> right? hotel, of course. Uh -huh. If you feel me, you feel me. Oh, yes. um, but she, yeah, when we did Gypsy, she was just the mother to everyone. She was so wonderful. She would come up to my little dressing room and sit down on my little tiny love seat chaise thing, and you know, in her robe or whatever, and she would just say, "How are you doing? Are you still dating so and so? How's that going?" And tell me everything. And of course, here I am going. She doesn't. What did she? 
She shouldn't care what I'm what I'm doing at all. She doesn't have time for this. She should be resting between shows. But um, she's but, exhibiting leadership. But yes, the, yes, leadership and care, and she genuinely cares and wants yeah. to know. And she's just a wonderful person. And nobody works harder and um, you know shares the stage and sh- wants you to be the star. Yeah. Even though you're like, no, no, it's you. No, it turns no, out, no, 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 it's, you know, it's you're you. so wrong. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and also. It's you. Yeah, and she's just, yeah, she's as beautiful inside as she is out. Yeah. And you guys have seen the poreless, wrinkle-free oh face. Oh, gosh. It's not smoke and mirrors. She's no. Really, she's that beautiful. And her body won't quit. I know. No. At 23, I was like, I will never be that hot. Like, I mean, I was yeah. still sort of waiting for my baby fat to go. But I, but mm-hmm. I still knew at my peak it would never peter's. Yeah. I made that up yeah. right now. You did. That was good. You made it yeah. up. That should go in Tasty Skank. All right. Yeah. We'll put it in. Any note you can sing, I can sing higher. I can sing any note higher than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. 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 How do you sing that high? I'm a girl. Do you have a Bernadette Peters yeah, story? Yeah, yours. Jennifer Well, Smart? besides the proposal the, the, with the Tiffany bracelet. Yeah. I know. I, she, I that and a candle. It. Well, no, I mean, just yeah. all of that. Like, I was also a fan of um, the, the movie The Jerk. With oh, oh God. Uh, me too. Yeah. No, and I would, like, I, would, I would think, how is she not laughing oh, when he does that so whole funny. thing when she's sleeping and he's yes. like, yeah. and it felt like two yeah. weeks, but it was a day, but then it, I'm not. I know. Sunday in the Park with George. I feel um, like she's had so many lives. So I, for, I forget yeah. about her Hollywood career. She, and she's still living. Movies. Don't forget. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm not yeah. burying her at all. Yeah. I mean, well, I, you know, she's got several right. more shows left in her. Let's be I clear about that. I will say this. I'm, I'm, my story, I guess, is one that's embarrassing to me. Perfect. I, Great. I, I had my, you know, my vinyl into the woods, you know, and I had James Lapine sign it and, and, he, and that was incredible because, like, to my friend Jennifer, because we become friends, I'm like, that's crazy, first of all. So I brought it to Hello Dolly, just feeling like, and I never do this. I'm not a person to ask celebrities for autographs or to invade privacy or but I'm like, okay, you are working with her. And I have to say, I had a hard time keeping my cool. I was just because she is like sort of my number one, right? So I I go in there and I ask for the I ask, you know, for the autograph on my album. She's happy to autograph it. She's signing it. I had to leave the room because I was uncontrollably <laughs> sobbing. Like I'm in her I'm in the hallway. <gasps> just hyperventilating like I'm in what that Broadway bound. What's the what's the aunt that what's the aunt in the Neil Simon play that oh. can't breathe? Is, is that you know what I'm doing? But anyway, but that's what I sounded like. I was like, Bernadette, thank you so much. I'm just, just crying. <laughs> I was just, just, I was so... And she's I, happy to And do she's it. happy to do it, but I was insane. <laughs> just, Amazing. For the record, Jennifer, yes. you don't get to text me tonight and ask me to cut that story. Because okay. I'm not going to. <laughs> nope. that's, no. no. That's going in. Well, it's just, you know, it was everything. It was the show my mother brought me to, who's, you know, since passed. And so, like, I'm crying talking about it. Oh, she just, you know, it's just lovely when your idols, they say, some people say, don't meet your idols because... If they're not nice, you'll be let down. And the, I just can't say enough about her. That's just the opposite of that. And, and you so, guys, she is weeping right now. It's I, beautiful. Yeah. So. But no, you're yeah. right. She is. Yeah. She's even better than you think she might be. Yeah. 
So. And that's not always the case. That's, you know, you just said, yeah. you know, never meet your idols, which I, I have learned the hard way on more than one occasion. And um, I met and, Tony Randall. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. That story. Well, I've got a Mary Tyler Moore story that will curl yeah. your toes. Oh, no. Yeah, it's oh. not great. But, um, but, but when it happens, like, for both of you, and, and you got to work with her, which is, you know, which is pretty special. So. Yeah. That's, and we're getting married. <laughs> so there's that. It could be so nice if Mama got married to stay. But Mama gets married and married and married and never gets carried away. Oh, Mama. in the 2002 revival of Into the Woods. Yes, I was. Uh, where you had an interesting track under studying Cinderella, Little Red Riding Hood, Rapunzel, and Milky White. Is that true? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, well, actually, um, probably not interestingly. Um, in the beginning, when we went to the Amundsen, I, when I was cast, I was cast as Snow White, and then I would stand by for the women, for the girl, the girls and the women, whatever. Um, and... <laughs> And then when we got to the almonds, no, when we were in rehearsals, they were like, oh, so listen, we're going to, Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, we're just going to not have them at the Amundsen and we're going to bring them back on Broadway. Never trust them when they say that. <laughs> and, but they were like, but one of you, like, we want one of you to be Milky White. So we were like, great. So we both, like, we sort of all like walked like a cow. And then I guess they decided I was the, the funny, well, I was the shortest cow, so great. So then I was actually Milky White at first. So they tried to build the costume on me, and we went. To, I went to this, like, cool puppet-making place in Brooklyn, and I they put this unitard on me and then covered me in Vaseline, and I know it sounds sexy, but it's not. <laughs> and then I had to bend over, also sounds sexy, but it's not, and just, like, sort of stand there. And even then they were like, you know... They should really get like a male gymnast to do this, what they're asking you to do. And I was like, no, no, I'm gonna be on Broadway. Like, I don't care if I'm the cow, I'm gonna be on Broadway. And so then we went to LA and we were doing it and they were futzing with it and it was not great. And and that too, that costume, like it, um, Chad Kimball. So Chad was the standby for the guys. And so then at one point, because it was LA, I had to go on for a little red a lot because of the child labor laws. Yay for me. And because I was like, I'm not a child, I'm old. So um, I finally said to James Lapine, like, I actually, like, I can't turn my head and I can't, like, make fists with my hands. So I don't, I, like, I'm worried about being Milky Way and going on. And then, and then they were like, how do we fix this? And Chad Kimball came to my rescue. And of, as you know, he was the best Milky White ever and the cutest. And he also helped them, like, figure out, like shock absorption for the crutchy front leg things and other, like he, he's so smart. Um, because he's walking on all fours. Yes, because you're hunched over walking on all fours and then they had the head that was like attached, at first it was attached to like your neck, but then they were like, no, you need to attach it to the, your back to not have the pressure go down. Anyway, um, so yes, so then I ended up understudying Milky White, but I would like to say that my Broadway debut on stage was not as a cow, nor a person. It was as one of the three little pigs. 
Because, you know, we also had three little pigs in that version. Mm -hmm. And I was on the Tonys as the pig with the brick. (laughs) And I was living my dream. And I remember seeing, it was the year of the graduate being on Broadway. And I remember seeing um, Alicia Silverstone and Jason, what's his name? Biggs. Thank you. Jason Biggs. I'm like American Pie guy. Yeah. And I saw them backstage and I was like waving. And then I realized, oh, like I'm a pink velour sphere and like I have a hat and a nose and like they cannot see me and I'm just like this little round pink pig just waving waving and loving my life well speaking of great casting yes thank you right yeah no I think it I think it I see I see how that happened peaked uh peaked early yep is there a part that you want to play that you would not normally be thought of besides a pink pig or a cow. Or a cow. Well, but is there, in all seriousness, is there, is there a part that like animal. you want to play on Broadway or in the theater you know or what? anything? I feel like I can't, I don't even let myself dream. Am I crazy? Like, do you do this? I just feel like I don't even because then I'll just get sad. Like, yeah, I no, just feel like, like anything anybody will ever let me yeah. do is frosting. No, my so I just want to play anything, anytime, please. Girlfriend and mine, we had T-shirts made. Keep your expectations low. You might be surprised. It's just, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, because That's we well, and because yes, we share this. We share this. I don't know, you know, how you feel in your own careers out there in your lives, but in this career, you you truly get knocked down more than you get. I mean, you 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 just audition for ninety things and yeah. you know maybe get ten. I you mean, know? do so, I dream of a Golden Girls musical? Oh God! Of course I do. Well, which one oh, would you play? It depends on it which depends group on, you're in. Yes, because do you, Jen, you feel, who do you want to be? Oh my gosh! I mean, I would it say it depends on it depends. It's always on the group Sophia, I'm in. but then I don't know because I don't. White, hello. I don't want to be Sophia. No, I I I, I, I could see you as Sophia. I feel like I I, yeah, I can think yeah. would really I, nail that. I think I'd probably like to be Rose. Yeah, um, then you be Rose. Um, but I could be depending on the group. I could be Dorothy. Um, you know, yeah, but Dorothy I, is really. But I think I'm a. I think underappreciated. Nobody ever picks Blanche, do they? Um. Oh, Blanche I, is great. Blanche yeah. is great. I just don't think I'm in the pocket for Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> who, who should be? Who should our Blanche be? Who should our Blanche be? Sarah Singer. Bernadette Peters. <laughs> but who's the? See, I think it all starts with the Dorothy because I feel like yeah. that's the anchor the of the. Yeah. That's the anchor of yeah. that of of that piece. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to a small school growing up. Oh, yes. Small Christian school, I believe. Yep. Um, Were you raised in a small town? Yeah, yeah, pretty small. Western Michigan. Um, You know, like the thing of like the series of tiny towns next to each other. So it's not like farmland, but (laughs) but it's small. I mean, our school was a class D, I think. You know, we didn't have football team. We did have soccer. My brother was a total soccer star. And, um, and yeah, and we didn't have... a a theater we had a stage in our gym and so they would set up folding chairs and um yeah it was a little I was just I'm super all-american middle-class Michigan girl (laughs) so what do you think you would have done if you hadn't gone into performing as a professional you know when I was thinking about going into performing 
and I don't know if people told you this too, but they said, if you can do anything else, right. you should do right. something Classic else. Line. Just Classic trust line. us. Don't. And I know we all think I'm the one exception, you guys. Like I'm totally <laughs> going to make it. Um, but yeah, so I actually sort of didn't let myself think about what else I could do. And then, you know, when I turned 30, I sort of was like, why didn't I? <laughs> listen to them and why didn't I make a backup plan and all that stuff but you know Janine Tesori though she says if you have a backup plan you're probably going to use it and we she definitely knows what she's talking about more than I do have you on this wonderful tv show right now do you know what I mean yeah no no you no. probably I mean, in a in a rough patch would have gone you know what I'm gonna go be and, have a different life and honestly I feel like Yes, and they're always, like you were saying, there's always going to be another rough patch up ahead. We know that, mm -hmm. but it makes us appreciate this stuff even that much more. And also, I have to say, once I had a kid, it did put everything, else, everything in perspective in a way that probably is why I got this job. Yeah. Because it isn't everything anymore. That's right. How long were you filming in Salt Lake? For we were there for, series? I think, six and a half, seven months or oh, wow. something. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, you guys, it's it's like it's real. It's yeah. like in the real high school, in the real yeah. town. And did you bring the whole fam out? To... I brought Luke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so and I got it. I got an awesome nanny there, mm -hmm. who really saved the day many days. <laughs> and my parents came. They've oh, saved the day many yeah. days as well. So that's a, a long village. time to be, you know, uprooted from your your normal routine. Oh yeah, and it was like half of Luke's life now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What do you mean? I am from Salt Lake City." Right. <laughs> He's converting to Mormonism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how do we find the show? So where where does one watch oh, it? Oh, okay. Get Disney Plus, and then go on Disney Plus, and I don't know, search. <laughs> and right, so that, that's search. A, so it's streaming it's on streaming. Disney Plus. It is streaming yeah. on Disney Plus. Yes. And, and it, it will be new episodes every Friday at 8, I believe. And how many episodes did you shoot? We did 10. Wow. And are they half hour or one hour? Half hour. Or like 34 minutes or something. Because you know, like with and the streaming, streaming thing. streaming anything. Yeah. 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 I, I love that about fun. streaming. That's fantastic. It. Yeah. Um, what do you, as, a, as a working mom, what do you do to relax? Wine. Wine. Yeah. And Netflix. I Netflix and chill by myself on the couch. Um, there's too funny. much content. There's too much. I mean, that is the truth. So everyone, yeah. yes, there may be too much content, but get Disney Plus yes. and watch yes. my show. Yes. And when do you start filming season two? Do you know? We do not know yet. Uh, they said early 2020. That's fantastic, though. To so get soon. picked up before you even are out the gate, really. That's I know. Fantastic. I know. I, I'm still like... I can't believe it. I'm still thinking like it's actually never going to happen. You know, can't be real. Still can't be real. What was that show or experience that made you want to go into the profession that you are in? Um, well, I, I think I'm probably one of the many, many actors who saw a tour of Les Mis when I was 12. And, um, and my parents told me the story of what it was about and what was going to happen. And I was like, oh, okay, Cosette, that's who I'm, that I'm, it's all about Cosette. And they were like, we think you're going to like Eponine. And I was like, what? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, Cosette. Like, okay, okay. And then I saw it and I was like, you're right, it's Eponine. It's Eponine. I want to do that. And I never got to, but I do think that if I were a kid now or had been a kid, you know, more recently, it would have been that about Wicked and Glinda. Yeah. So I do feel like... I did live my childhood dream in a way. Well, two things. Cosette is a drip. 
so so let's just say that. And I think you're the first person to say Les Mis. You are. Am I? Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. We so get that's... a lot of like fiddler. We get a lot. Of, like we get a lot of. But never. You're our first Les Mis. Well, I mean, my I was just I was just late to the game in that my parents. Um, they got me those those like um, why can't oh I'm blanking on what it's called the subscription yeah the subscription seats to yeah, the like the tour yeah. the season pass yeah. things to the yeah. tour yeah. that came to Grand Rapids Michigan mm-hmm. and that year the first show was Buddy Holly story which I loved oh, and I made show. my parents buy me all the Buddy Holly albums and I know all the songs now but it wasn't like oh I want to play Buddy you know. Mm-hmm. I want to die. The day I wanted to be Fontaine because I saw the same tour oh. come through. I think. Yeah, <laughs> but that probably. She, which that was the part I liked. Oh yeah, Fontaine's awesome too. But I think yeah. I was. Yeah, I was like, well, I don't want to be the mom who die. I know. I think <laughs> I I'd rather be the, the, the unrequited girlfriend who dies. I guess everybody dies. <laughs> but literally, everyone dies except for Cosette, the one, the one person you want to die. Oh yeah. You well, don't want her to die because everyone has given their life for her. Oh, see, she drives me crazy. I actually I really love. It's not the whole... her fault. She was just a kid. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. But you I don't mean, like kids either. So. No, I hate no. Okay. Yeah. Although I'm sure yours is special and no, beautiful. No. I don't mean no. to apply. Hate them all. all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was at the New York Pops like a week ago, and they did a suite from Les Mis. And it's funny because like, you know, we all grew up with Les Mis and like it's in our veins and we know it so well. So much so that like, I don't really listen to Les Mis that often because of that Because we know every word. So, so, so well. yeah. And I was sitting at Carnegie Hall and I like almost started crying. Mm-hmm. This music is so good. Like, I freaking love this show. So I totally Were you understand. ever in it? I'm sure you were. No, no. You weren't? No, I certainly was not. Missed opportunity world. Yeah. No, it's I, not too I, late, actually. Are you kidding? No. Do you still want to be Fontaine or do you want to be Madame well, T? I that's I, what. I that's I, what, who I want to be. Madame T. Yeah. I want to be Madame T. Tenardier. Tenardier. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be no, a great. I auditioned for the last one for that, but of course our friend Kayala got it. But I oh, we love um, her too. We love her, so that's good. But no, I I think I've aged out of Miss Fontaine. But that's all right. We really should say thank you for coming down. It's been a delight having you with us. It's been great to be yeah. here. Thank you. I'll hang out with you every day if you want. Come on down. You're the dreamiest. You are. Love you. Rob here with You May Be Wondering. During our conversation with Kate Reinders about High School Musical, the musical, the series, we talked briefly about that seminal experience, the High School Musical. Typically a major annual event at any high school, the High School Musical is an opportunity for theater-loving students to perform in a full production and share their talent with their peers and their community, while also building lifelong skills like teamwork and listening. As we talked about with Kate, picking the right show to do is paramount. There are the classics like Guys and Dolls, Bye Bye Birdie, and Annie, not to mention the big Rodgers and Hammerstein shows that are staples like Oklahoma and The King and I. My high school was known for picking some more unusual shows for teenagers to perform like Assassins, Pippin, Men of La Mancha, and Evita. While I was there, I got to perform in 1776, The Baker's Wife, The Last Five Years, talk about an odd show for a high school to do, and Into the Woods. The latter, of course, being one of the most popular shows for high schools and community theaters alike. But of course, what shows high schools choose to perform has changed over time, just as tastes and styles have evolved on Broadway. 
You may be wondering, as we were, what musicals are the top produced musicals at high schools these days? Luckily, the Educational Theater Association conducts a survey every year that answers this exact question. Their 81st survey, completed by more than 3,000 high schools on their productions from the 2018-2019 school year, revealed the top 10 musicals that high schools are doing right now. Actually, it was 11, because that 10th slot was a tie between Shrek and The Wizard of Oz. Coming in at ninth place was, at no surprise, Into the Woods. Eighth is Seussical, the Dr. Seuss musical by Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty and Eric Idle. Seventh is Little Shop of Horrors, which is also having a resurgent moment in commercial theater as well right now. In sixth place is Newsies, making its debut on the list. Fifth place goes to another Disney show, Mary Poppins. Fourth is the longtime favorite, Beauty and the Beast. And third is The Little Mermaid, so that's four Disney shows in a row. I was kind of shocked, though, to learn that the second most produced high school musical last year was Mamma Mia. Perhaps the popularity of the films had something to do with it. Also the fact that the show is a newly licensed property, so it's something new for high schools to do. And the number one most produced high school musical was, as I suggested during our interview, The Addams Family, with a score by Andrew Lippa and a book by Marshall Brickman and former podcast guest Rick Ellis. That show, while not too successful on Broadway, has been in the top 10 for high schools for the past decade. The survey also found that schools reported an average of 10 performances per production, which I'm jealous of because I only ever got to do three of each show I was in, coming in at a whopping 26,534 performances in total last year, with an average total audience of over 1,800 people per performance. Based on that data, the Educational Theater Association estimates that U.S. high schools serve a total potential audience of 48.1 million theater attendees. By comparison, last season, Broadway welcomed just under 15 million customers, a good reminder of not only the importance of a high school musical to the students doing it, but also the value it provides to a community. The first stage musical I ever saw was at my local high school, where I was introduced to shows like West Side Story, Fiddler on the Roof, and Hello, Dolly, the last one which changed my life. Be sure to check out High School Musical, The Musical, The Series on Disney+, and stay tuned to see what show Miss Jen, a.k.a. Kate Reinders, picks for season two at East High School. Jennifer here. That's our show. Thanks for listening. You can hear us anytime on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us. The Fabulous Invalid is a production of O&M Etc. and the Fabulous Invalid LLC and a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. Our theme music is by Lucky Chops. Today's episode was edited and engineered by Aaron Kaufman and Charles Van Kirk. You can find us online at thefabulousinvalid.com and on social media at Fabulous Invalid and on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. If you like what you hear, again, please rate and review us on iTunes and be sure to tune in next Wednesday. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.